What if you were born with a disease that you always knew would kill you? And then what if all of a sudden you were given a second chance? Well, that's exactly what happened to me. And it's the question that we explore on the new podcast series, Breathless from Snack Labs. Join me, Jeremy Saunders, for a series that explores what it means to live and die, to love and to lose, and what it's like to have your whole life turned upside down and the unexpected challenges that come with a life-saving drug. You can listen to Breathless now, wherever you get your podcasts. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less in similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Got it. Yeah. Um, okay, let's okay. restart. Here we go. Okay. Hello. <laughs> hey, baby. Okay. Hey, Hello, baby, baby. How you doing? Uh, I'm. I am doing okay. Yeah. Uh, I feel like. Well. Uh, I feel like. I feel, first of all, I feel like I haven't seen you in forever, which is true. Isn't it nice to Secondly, see my face again? It is nice to see your face again. Unfortunately, I'm not seeing your face in front of my face. I'm seeing your face on a screen in front of my face. Yeah. I guess we should tell the listeners, people can't see this, but you are, you're now stateside. Mm-hmm. You are out of Mexico, and yeah. we are recording this little foreplay segment um, over FaceTime. It's really nice to see your face in time. Uh, not in real space, yes, but real um, time. Yes, real real time in in, <laughs> in space. Um, I'm uh, man. I had a really rough few weeks, babe. I feel like I feel like I saw you in L.A. Everything was amazing. I flew home, and then our our you went to Mexico, and as soon as you crossed the border, and you weren't able to be gotten hold of, uh, my world crumbled around me, and it might have been the worst two weeks of my recent life baby it was really rough yeah things did sort of fall apart when i've never it's funny i i had feelings while i was in mexico that when i emerged from my period of time without the internet that that there was going to be sort of a flood of information and i had and i was so I had so much time in silence um, and to, you know, to work on some things that I was going through and to get really raw and open. And then I knew coming into this town in Mexico where I was going to get Wi-Fi that there was going to be this like flood of information. So I was like, okay, I'm here. First, I'm going to go take a shower. I'm going to prepare myself, 
you know, one piece at a time to receive all of this knowledge. And then I come out of the shower and I see Todd's little face looking at me like, uh, have you checked your phone? And I was like, no, I haven't. Please just give me one moment. And then I just, I just held my hands over my face while he gave me all the news. And yeah. From yeah, you. Because Todd, <laughs> uh, yeah, Todd was the first one to reach out to me. Um, between you two, and he just sent me a text and said, "Hey, buddy, how are you?" And I spewed <laughs> out um, uh, just a pile of 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 horrible news. Um, I mean, we we don't really have to get into any of it. It's it mostly it's personal stuff. But we you know we found out your dad's really sick. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I I had, which you did not know um, prior to leaving Mex- leaving. Uh, the U.S. We I found out that Big B has has brain tumors and um, needs to be medicated for that. And then um, and at that time, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was going through a really rough time. I, I I was I was pretty sure Becca and I's relationship had come to an end. And so I drew, I just fucking threw all that up onto Todd. And uh, I will say this, babe. You know, it's 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 really sweet that this week's episode is a continuation of our conversation with Courtney and and um, and Sophia, because we we touch on you know how how loving and supportive we are with one another, and and how our our other partners play a big role in our life as well. And to have that moment to like say all of that to Todd um, felt so nice to like know that he was there to relay that to you and like that you had him there with you while while getting all of that news. Like I just I've never loved Todd more than I have in my fucking life than I have since since L.A. and and leaving L.A. leaving you two in L.A. and, and now. And, um, I'm like, I'm just as excited for Todd to come home and see him as I am you. Oh man, that means so much. Cause yeah, that was, it was, it was, it was funny. There was a moment of seeing his little face and I keep saying little face. He doesn't have, he has a normal size face, but seeing his face and knowing that there was news to deliver and his weird, (laughs) weird little face. No, he is the most. He's got a super handsome face and it's normal size. Um, and just knowing, like, I knew, I already knew, I already, I, you know, I already knew and somehow I already knew. And I was like, uh, all right, this is, this is good because Todd will, he'll just say it. He'll just like, there'll be no beating around the bush. They'll just be like, he'll just be straight up. And, uh, and that's probably a nicer way to get that news than to a flood of text messages and Facebook messages and emails. For sure. Even yeah. though I knew they were yeah, coming, sure. even though I knew they were coming, I was like, okay, let, let a human being tell you. Cause at first I was like, not going to let him tell me in my, I didn't say that out loud, yeah. but in my heart I was like, nope, you don't need to. I'll just find it out on my own. Um, but it was a really nice thing and I'm glad to hear that. And, um, you know, like, Whenever you and Becca are going through a hard time, I I always end up in communication with Becca in some way, and I agree. It's a really nice, it's a really nice, um, like sounding board and compassionate two sides of every story uh, kind of companionship. So I really appreciate. I really and, and I and yesterday was Becca's birthday, and I was feeling super grateful for her and. I loved your birthday message to her and yeah. So all that to say, yeah. yeah thanks for loving Todd and, and being, being so supportive of, of, of his ability to break the hard news. Yeah. Um, yeah. So <clears throat> anyway, that all happened. Um, but, uh, it's good to see you again. And I know that Mexico is a great, um, was a great sort of, way to get away from the world and, and enjoy yourself and, and be self-reflective. Um, I also have had a bit of a self-reflective kind of thing going on up here in, in the, the cold Canadian winter. I've been, I started microdosing again, which is, has been amazing. Um, and, uh, yeah, I guess I feel like we, we've, 
even though it's only been a couple of months, we've both grown a lot, and it's going to be really fun to be in the same in the same house again. Yeah, I agree. Growth is um, sometimes extremely uncomfortable, though. Hey. Yeah, it most certainly fucking is. Hey, how were uh, how was like intimacy uh, in Mexico where you didn't have a shitter and you were living in a small van with a dog? It- it was surprisingly good. Um, it was surprisingly good. Uh, we are getting the, what's more, what's harder is we're back in the snow. So we're in Colorado today. Um, we are. Holy fuck. You're in Colorado right now. Yeah. Whoa. I thought you were like in California. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. We booked it. Babe, to, you're so close. Yeah. We, yeah, we booked it. We, um, so my dad is sick and I call the doctors like once a week and be like, what's the deal? And it's a super complicated thing talking to doctors when they're not like a family practitioner or they're not like a dedicated doctor to someone's case. And it's like the second doctor I spoke to was like, yeah, you know, your dad's got like, you know, a couple months. And I was like, well, um, okay. That's like for sure the most, uh, um, like cold delivery of that information. Also not what I heard from his other doctor. So I'm just going to like take a minute to parse this out. Uh, so why did I get onto that train? I we're booking at home. We're booking at home because I don't know what's happening. Right. And we're in Colorado right. and it's cold. And that means sleeping with clothes on, um, which means a lot less right. like skin, skin contact. Um, and it's just like less appealing to, to, uh, and we're camping. We're you know we don't have showers or a bathroom in our you know, in our rig. You know you should have done. You should. You know you should have done is uh, you should have bought one of those um, those onesies that have like the butt flaps in the back, and then Todd should have just like unzipped his his pants so he can slip his dick out the front, and then you just have your butt out out the back, and then you guys spoon, and that it's like everything else is covered and clothed and warm, but then you got a little bit of like P and B warmth you know what i mean do you say p and b like peanut butter no like penis and butthole oh oh i see uh sort of like yes is i feel like peanut butter (laughs) is a joke in there somewhere but uh i mean i'm sure you could make peanut butter with that combination (laughs) we have been uh, eating a lot of peanut butter and i don't know we've been eating a lot of peanut butter i don't know how that good that is for your libido but um no the cold the cold I don't know. It's not even like, let's get warm. Let's make it warm in here. It's like, it's like, Hey, how many, can I sleep with my Patagonia jacket on? Um, and my slippers, right, is right, that right, hot? Right, right. Is that a sexy yeah. thing? Yeah. Um, no, but it, sure. it'll be fine. I mean, there's so many variables. There's living in a closed space together with no privacy, um, with pee jars and, um, you know, like, a lot of body odor, um, not a lot of laundering of blankets happening, um, or anything like that. So, you right. know, it's, it's pretty, it's filthy. It's filthy. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well that's fun. Um, uh, cool. <laughs> I, I think, you know, great. It's, you'll be here, you'll be back home soon and there'll be lots. And we'll actually, we'll all be living together. So that'll be really interesting. That'll be great for my sex life. Um, <laughs> uh, I guess we can maybe talk about that at some point. Um, because when you guys get back here, Todd is moving in with us maybe because we'll, he doesn't maybe, have an apartment. Maybe we'll just car, um, maybe we'll just car camp in the driveway. Yeah, <laughs> or, yeah, maybe. or you can have the, you can have the camper for your hot dates. That would be wonderful. I'm sure the women that I go on dates with would love to get in my unmarked van. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it's all good. My dating life has been uh, has been in the dumps uh, anyway, so I, I'm sure I won't uh, I won't have much much room or need. I'm just I, everything everything blows right now, babe. I'm I'm living my worst life right now. Although, let me rephrase that. <laughs> I am, I am, uh, aside from that, uh, I'm, I'm going to a jujitsu class tonight, which I'm really excited for. And, uh, I've been practicing more yoga and I've been, uh, getting massages and going to the, the float center. So, you know, not all is lost. Yeah. You're taking care of yourself. 
I'm I'm taking I'm taking care I'm taking care of myself. You're, I'm just not I'm just not. You're ready for that. I'm just not, you're ready for that next hot date. Yeah, yeah, that next hot date that comes around the corner will be <laughs> will be nice. Let me tell you, I I did go on. You know what? I will say this. I did go on a hot date. Um, I mean, not too long ago. It was like it feels like forever ago now because so much has happened between now and then. But I don't know, like maybe a month ago, and uh, it was amazing. And then, and then that person was like, well, I'm like, I'm moving to PEI and then left the, like two days later. So I was like, oh, fuck. Well, so, I mean, you're uh, not that far. Anyway. Long, you could be in several long distance <laughs> relationships. Um, actually, I what I do want to speak to. I don't want it anymore. I'm I, I want to speak to um, um, oh, dressing. Oh, fuck. Hold on. A, hold on a sec there, Brad. Kay. Hold on a second there. Uh, you're. Just one second. You fucking whore. God damn it. Why do you do this to me? <laughs> just work. You okay? All right. Yeah, we're good. Um, okay. So, Back to it. So one thing I will speak to about the van life um, and sexy times is um, I, I really strategically tried to pack only what I would need because there's very limited storage space. And so I have one drawer, which is probably about a foot deep and like maybe uh, a foot and a half long I don't know what that means but anyway so I've got this space and then I have a tote like a Rubbermaid tote with stuff and I regularly have been like switching I have like the outfits that are like specifically for the cold or specifically for the hot or whatever because I'm crossing a lot of different climates here but one thing I really wanted to make sure of is that I I felt like hot for myself on the road. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I brought all these things that I was like, maybe this is impractical on on like the road tripper minimalist wardrobe um, van life lifestyle. But I was like, I really need to like, you know, I like I like lingerie and I like you know I like stuff that makes me feel like I like to play dress up even just on my own as a way of expressing myself and so I brought these (laughs) different items a couple different bodysuits one from um Fortnite label in Toronto that I bought when I was there um it's like a bodysuit it's like a thong bodysuit it's velvet in the front and like sheer in the back and like a leopard print one and like some lace stuff and I really made a point of, especially when we were camping, like we had visitors um, and in, in our second week in Mexico, like hanging out with us and in our first week, but but we were, we were in a different camp spot that was like elevated so I could be like in various stages of undress in the camper, doing yoga on my little like front pad. Um, and that was like, that was really important because I, I generally tend towards being like more practical and being like, well, right. can I wear this thing with everything else that I'm bringing? And if I had thought that way, I wouldn't have ended up with like some of the time not having a shower and not having a toilet and stuff like that. It's like, okay, I might. Would you have felt less I sexy? Have. I can dress this up. Yeah, I think so. Like, Would I you really have felt, felt less sexy if you didn't do that? You think? Yeah. I think so because, you know. Patagonia jackets are practical, but right, the, but they're bl- not the sexiest thing. Blundstone boots—they could be. Blundstone boots, practical, but not, not, yeah, you know. And even like my yoga clothes, it's like, yeah, I could get out there and do my yoga clothes, do my yoga routine, and my like ordinary like yoga pants and yoga top, which I generally tend to be fairly you know, modest with because I'm a teacher and I, you know, I don't want to be distracting people with my boobs, um, or my butt. And, um, but like I can get out there and I can, it's hot enough for me to do yoga in a pretty much sheer like bodysuit right now. And nobody's going to say two words about it because we're uh, in the most remote place in Mexico and nobody's even like looking at me. So I think, I think there, there is an element of like, 
of the, I, <clears throat> I also brought my vibrator and some lube and a candle and like different things that I was like, here, these are key. Oh, and also my best friend, one, like one of my oldest best friends of all time who I was with for a, a week um, right after Christmas before we came down to the States. Um, she gave me this like body scrub that she had homemade and it was like sugar and olive oil and, you know, all different, different like, er, like um, essences for scent and whatever. And I was like, I'm saving this for Mexico. And there were two days on the beach in Mexico where I was like, Todd, I need you to exfoliate me. And so we were like, went down to the beach to go for a swim and I'm in my bathing suit still, but like I'm getting the rub down with the scrub and, you know, inside and outside of the bathing suit, all very important for like feeling sensual and sexual on the road. So I feel like there's, those are a few key things you can do to like stay connected with that part of yourself, even though, you know, your butt, it probably needs a shower. If that makes any sense. Uh, that all, yeah, that all sounds, that all sounds great. And also sounds pretty like ideal for, um, for somebody who might be planning a trip, mm-hmm. uh, and trying to figure, figure out that part of their life, you know, pack that, um, pack that, that lingerie that doesn't seem to make sense at first. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, babe, uh, I know that last week we ended uh, our episode with Courtney and Sophia uh, at, at the halfway mark. It was a part one, but uh, on, on purpose, I actually ended that episode with a little bit of a cliffhanger by stopping the episode right when Sophia asked us, um, do y'all still fuck? And I did that on purpose to be a little bit cheeky because I know that... There are probably a few people wondering that question. And so, uh, I don't know. Do you want, like, should we just throw it to the episode or do you want to discuss, do you want to discuss any of that or what do you, what do you think? I mean, let's, let's let people, let's let people listen to it in real time. Um, because no one had ever asked us that on the air and I used on the air in quotes because it was not live. Um, we've been asked it before and chose not to address it because we always had this thing with this podcast that we were like, let's preserve a little bit of privacy for just you and I. And, uh, and anyway, I, yeah. So all this to say is I think we should just throw it to the episode. And then if people have questions, we can talk about it after that. Well, I hope people do have questions, and I encourage people to write them into us at turnmeonpodcast at gmail dot com. Um, and I don't know, anything also, else you want to add there, babe? Yes. Um, what I would like to add is uh, when you not not to not when you're hearing this right now, listeners, but when you're hearing next week's episode. Um, like while you're writing in with your questions for Jeremy and I, you should also know that next Wednesday is my birthday and I'll be 36, which is the wow. the North side of 35, which is basically getting close to 40. And I would just like to say that I feel trying up, trying <laughs> the fuck up, getting dusty. <laughs> That's not what I was going to say, but, oh, sorry. um, I've never felt younger. That's what I was going to say. Never felt younger. You know what? Oh, right, 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 right. But honestly, still having the same arguments with lovers I was having at 20 years old. So you all have that to look forward to. Uh, Deal with your shit now while you're still young because it ain't any more fun when you're 35 having the same argument about your own, uh, uh, you know, walls around your heart so go get that sorted out oh my god (laughs) jesus christ all right i guess we'll dive into that next week um all right well we hope you enjoy this week's episode it's good to be back with all of y'all and um we'll bridie and i will probably be in the same the same room um maybe not next week but uh perhaps perhaps the week after so um, baby drive safe tell Todd to drive safe I love you and uh, can't wait to see you again 
and to all the listeners, I love you. And I hope you enjoy the rest of our conversation with Private Parts Unknown. Love you guys. See you soon. He just got married uh, to to another lovely gentleman, so I think that's off the table. Well, you don't know what they're married. Oh no, like. I think oh, and, gay, no, I a know. lot of gay oh, men. Yeah. You know. know, yeah, maybe marriage, you're gonna yeah. have an MMM. No, they're very, they're very monogamous. They're very, they're, they're, they're just, they're too, they're too cute. Anyway. Oh my god. Wait, can I ask a personal rude question? Yeah. Do y'all still fuck? We no. don't. And we've never, we've never, talk never about talked about it on the show before. Okay, this is what yeah. I, that's so funny I'm that you so asked that. I'm so glad that you answered me honestly. This yeah. is so vulnerable and I'm here for it. Because well, we, we've talked about talking about it on the show, but we were like, eh, we'll just wait until the moment. Yeah, I don't want to make a thing about it. And there's the, there's the moment right there. Mm. Oh. No, it's, no, now it's cash. It's super th- cash because you guys are, you work together too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doesn't Th- This that- doesn't feel like work though. It Like, I don't know. No, I mean, it's That's, listeners. This is a very serious job. I don't just we, don't want to get it twisted. Yeah. We, we have worked together uh, um, outside of this, like real work, work, work. And that that took a toll. Like, like uh, we couldn't do it. it. It was too much. But this is this is much different. This is this is there's a difference between working together and creating together, I think. Mm. Yeah, I definitely think that um, I view I think very much reinforced by this experience um, relationships like partnerships as, as having a purpose that is creation because I'm not having babies and, Mm. but I still have the impulse to create and to bring things forth and nurture them in the world. And I think of this as our, this is our baby, our baby. And, uh, that's awesome. And ultimately like, you know, we met in acting school. We've been, kind of trying to figure out what we we're going to make together for a long time. And it was like, maybe yeah. we'll make write a play or make a movie or whatever. And then, and there has been a lot of things that we tried, you know, mm-hmm. or like that we, you know, there were like, there were the, the little seedlings of these things that we were going to create together. And then they all, they always, they always seemed to like Peter out or they just, they didn't really catch, but this was the one that just felt so fucking right. And, and, Honest to fucking God, even if it didn't have legs, which it most certainly does, but even if it didn't, I think we would still probably do it. Yeah. You know? That's how you know it's like a passion mm-hmm. project. Yeah. yeah. So but, but, what does this mean about your relationship? Yeah. So it, this, I, I've, I've, I've thought about this a, a lot and there's, you know, I'm, a, I'm a, a very sexual person. And if you had asked me 10 years ago if I could ever be in a relationship with someone that was like a non-sexual relationship um sorry that that sounds like i'm saying that i couldn't have any relationship with anybody unless there was sex involved <laughs> uh, i have lots of relationships with people that we're excited to be here we're excited to be here romantic talk about the incest thing you know uh, like a romantic relationship yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah but like a, a, par- a partner um i 10 years ago i would have been like no there's no possible way and but I, I, I most certainly don't feel that way now. Like I could not, this, this relationship, uh, is very much to me is a marriage very much is to me a romantic loving relationship, an intimate, very intimate relationship that doesn't need sex. And, and it's a relationship that like, I, I could not wrap my fucking head around not having and it's and it's and it's not a it's not a platonic relationship at least it doesn't feel that way for me Mm-mm. it it is very much like an intimate loving 
relationship. But I mean, it's kind of a sexual relationship because <laughs> our job is to talk about sex all the time. And, yeah, it's interesting. And I would share say... our sex lives together. And but it's it's just uh, again we pioneered our own relationship. It never has been. Um, it never once from the very beginning was a typical relationship. It's always been very different. And uh, I fucking love every ounce of what it ha- is and what it has become and what it will continue to be. Um, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've thought about it a lot too. And I think that like, you know, we've faced a lot of people questioning like, why are you guys well, why stay married? Like, why be together if, you know, you're just going to go off and, like, live a huge part of your life with somebody else? And, um, like, well, we don't want to get divorced. That's really... Mm-hmm. Pretty simple. That's pretty... Mm-hmm. That's the only reason. And, and it, it it is hard to say that and feel... Cause there's not, I don't have any models of that again to like back that up with, but it, it, I've, you know, I've read about it. I know it exists <laughs> and, um, and it's just like, to me, the most maybe like grounded practice I have of like, well, what do you want? What do I want? And, mm-hmm. you know, I want to be. And if we weren't having sexual relationships with other people yet, we weren't having sex. Um, like, I don't, do you, I don't, I don't think we would last because we would be so like, I feel like our needs, which would not be met would cause such a, like such a, uh, rift between Mm -hmm. us. So the fact that we can be sexual beings with other people is, you know, it's like a huge part of our relationship as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, like, I, I feel like there maybe maybe there's someone out there listening, going, "Oh, for fucking, of course you're polyamorous. You fuck other people, but you don't fuck each other." Oh, okay. Well, Becca and I have sex with each other, and we have sex with many other people as well. And I I am just as madly in love with Becca as I am with Bridie. And that's that's just a different. That's just another relationship with a diff- very different dynamic. You know. So yeah. Yeah, a lot of the reading we do is like, you know, people have these expectations of everyone of, of their relationship and it's like fulfill all these different parts of me and mm-hmm. then that doesn't happen and people get resentful and and the monogamy like um, structure is so solid and, and feels so sacred uh, and unbreakable to, to some people. But it's like, it's really not that hard to think just even a little bit outside the box about it. You know, just like, what mm. do you want? Who do you want to spend your time with? You yeah, know? I think uh, it was interesting on one of your episodes. I heard you guys uh, kind of mention this and I wanted to get into it a little bit more. But how the things that you're scared of at the beginning or people people on the outside that aren't poly would think would be a huge issue are actually totally different than the cha- real challenges you face or the real insecurities that you feel once you're actually doing it. What would you what would you say are either the common misconceptions that people are scared of going in or what you were scared of? And then what's the real stuff that was like, oh, this is something I didn't think would come up, but it actually does. That's a good question. Yeah. Okay. Well, everybody's thinks that the jealousy is going to be too hard and it's going to destroy the relationship. I'm raising my hand. Right. You guys like that's what I think. You have to be absolutely ready to do a lot of work on yourself all the time because we like we just spoke with someone earlier today who who is a couple therapists and single therapist and she talks a lot about jealousy um, but she's also a mindfulness meditation teacher and that's her way through those like waves of we talked about the insanity like of jealousy and how like people kill over it mm-hmm. um, mm. and we both are yoga teachers and we have a mindfulness background and so much of acting is also mindfulness based. And, um, I think we got lucky that, uh, even though jealousy is still ever present, like we have the 
some tools to breathe through it. And the jealousy always also, I mean, and I, I am speaking very personally about this, but I, I feel like I can't be alone in that, in, in that the jealousy, it changes. It's not the same. It's not like when we're at a place now in our relationship where like the jealousy is that I would have been thinking about before I became poly or, or before I could like wrap my head around it. The jealousy I feel now is much different than it was. How? The, it's less about the, like the, like I find myself getting jealous about things that, that I, less jealous about the things that I would have been jealous about and and more jealous about the things that I maybe wouldn't even have like thought of, if that makes sense. It's yeah. like, can I toss out an example I heard on your podcast? That yeah. I think so. I listened to the one where you were mentioning Bridie to him that your Christmas plans were maybe yes. going to involve your sister and, but Todd was going to be <clears throat> there. And is it okay if Todd hangs out with my family? Cause I know you love my family and that's a perfect example. Right. And it's like that when that came up, the immediate reaction was like, Oh, I feel, I feel, I feel jealous. I'm not going to be a part of that. I feel jealous. I'm not there. I feel jealous. Like I felt this pang, you know, uh, that familiar feeling of like, of jealousy. Um, didn't feel jealous that like, I'm not going on a five month fucking road trip. Mm-hmm. You know, living out of a van and being like super close to you. And that is not about sex at all. Yeah. But feeling very jealous that like, I'm not going to be sitting next to the Christmas tree with my nieces on oh. Christmas day, but you get to like, and, and Todd gets to, that's what I used to do. But, but then again, it's like the, not only do does it feel different in the way that things come up? you also kind of the way you deal with the jealousy shifts very, very dramatically as well. It's like that, that moment of jealousy for that one thing about Christmas that lasted like all of it it was in that episode. You heard it begin, Mm -hmm. you heard the middle of it and then you heard me resolving it and going, Oh, I feel good now, you know? And that's in the span of like four minutes, like this very brief window where it, comes and goes and you go oh, okay yeah for a second you were mad she brought it up or you were just like what we don't have to talk about this on the podcast <laughs> yeah, yeah. but she was like i'm demonstrating <laughs> yeah. to our listeners what we do and it was a perfect demonstration it was yeah mm-hmm. you yeah mm-hmm. yeah so yeah i don't know that's that's one thing that's definitely surprised me about it mm-hmm. the other thing that surprised me is and you bride you were the you were one of the first to bring bring it up in within our relationship and, and our dynamic of of what polyamory was to us but the the feeling of compersion mm-hmm. so like actually so define compersion for our listeners yeah compersion is like the the feeling of um so an example of compersion was on christmas morning when i get a text from bridie or like a video from bridie at my sister-in-law's house with my nieces and I see how happy everyone is. And I see that Todd is there. I feel so elated that Todd is experiencing something so nice. Like, I feel good knowing that my partner's partner feels good. Yeah. And you typically people talk about it in the context of like, it turns me on to think about my partner with another person, right? Mm. Yeah, I guess that's... I've, I've, yeah, yeah. I've never took it that way, though. I've always seen it... I was, I've always seen it like, I love... Sure, right. Maybe I've just been reading it wrong, but like... Or you're I, just so much more it, romantic than yeah, the average yeah, person. Yeah, but like seeing pleasure and... But but I, I don't... I've always read it as like seeing your partner receive... Seeing your partner receive pleasure from your partner, but I've never looked at it from a sexual standpoint. Interesting. I've always looked at it as like, yeah, seeing my partner and their existence provide pleasure and happiness to somebody else. I, you said it to me one time and it was, it was the moment that it really clicked, which was, um, you know, this whole thing of, of us opening our relationships, like I, you've done so much. So this is me speaking as Bridie, cause this might sound a little confusing. 
you've done so much for me in my life and have provided me with such joy that it would be crazy for me not to allow you to get off of that to somebody else because that in and of itself makes the world a better place. So I want you to give what you've given me to others because I know how fucking good it is. Right. That's so beautiful. And it that was one of the most beautiful things you've ever said to me. And it was like one of the moments where I went, yeah, that's cool. I like that. I heard that from Jake, our friend Jake, who is polyamorous. He was the uh, one, per- one yeah, person. Yeah, the guy in Montreal. Yeah. He said that once and I was like, um... I, that doesn't resonate with me. <laughs> <laughs> but then after a while it did. And it was because of the first episode of Sick Boy. So the first episode of your other podcast mm-hmm. um, was before we just the same summer we um, opened our relationship. I heard you the preview. I heard the episode before it was ever released. Yeah. And uh, you made a joke about how you were dying and how. That's not a fucking joke, Brody. When you. <laughs> what? Um, you were, when you proposed, you were like, the max you got to commit is like 10 years. (laughs) And I heard that and I laughed and it was funny. And, um, and then I was like, wait a minute. Is that a part of my, is that a part of like, why I want to be, why I'm, why I will be this person's partner is because I know that it has an expiry date. Hmm. You know, like other relationships I'd be in and I'd be like looking at this person. I'd be like, I'm going to die next to this person. (laughs) But then in this situation, it's like I will outlive. I will likely outlive this person. So even if it's a terrible, if it even if it goes terribly, I'll have another chance on the other side. Right. You know? And I and I but these are the questions I was asking myself after I heard that episode because I was like, maybe am I just like. Could any part of me just be like waiting it out for other experiences or not waiting it out, but just living in such a way that I'm like, well, being content, knowing that there's there's kind of having insurance or something. Yeah, Mm. kind of. You normally don't have that with Mm -hmm. marriage. You're like hoping it goes forever. Yeah. Part of you is like, oh, my God, what if it goes forever? And then here you're like fundamentally that's not an issue Mm. and on the tales of that this person's gonna die only having had me as a yeah as Mm. the man that he is right now Mm -hmm. and or that he will and who he will become and am i keeping him from having experiences that i'm not like you know we were already splitting off in terms of like what we enjoy doing with our our hobbies and Mm -hmm. like how we like spending our time and it was like, I don't want to hold this person back. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. also it's kind of beautiful that, you know, on the other side of that coin, it's like he gets to know, like whatever fear that you're like, is she going to be okay? You know, when I'm gone, like I love her so yeah. much. Is she going to, what's her life going to be like or whatever? You get to see, you get to see now, you get to be like, oh, I, I love the person that she's with and yeah. I get to see her be happy and I just know whatever happens is going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's just beautiful all the way around. Good job, you guys. Yeah. Yeah, um, that is nice. I've never thought about that or thought about it that way, but that is it. That is a very like, that's a very beautiful thought of being like, oh, I'm, I'm leaving, but you're good. You you're see in, the person taking hands. care of yeah. in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that like my grandpa started doing um, before he got like too old is he started giving me his shit. And he was like, I don't want you to get it after I die mm-hmm. and have it be a really sad memory. He's like, I want to mm. give it to you now while I'm alive. And then you have a really happy memory attached to it. And then, you know, it doesn't have to be. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. Yeah. Quick question. How do y'all's families feel about uh, you guys having other partners and bringing them around? Do they are they cool? Do they not care? They're cool. Yeah. It took my family a little while to come around to uh, to it. I I didn't really tell them until um, I, I held off as long as I could. But after Todd and I had been seeing each other for a year, I was like, oh, I'd kind of like you to meet my 
some of my family. Um, my my mom and dad were our my my mom and dad. <laughs> A couple of fucking hippies that with were like, uh, babies all yeah, over the place. Yeah. They're totally fine with it. My my stepmom was a different story, but she's she's open to it now. And yeah, my my family were my family were kind of like what? <laughs> okay, I Mm-mm. guess. And then I don't think it like clicked for my family, especially my mom, until uh, I got really sick once, and um, this was like maybe a few months mm-hmm. before Christmas. And I, when I was in the hospital, actually, Bridie was away and I and was going to come home, I think, like a week into me being in the hospital and being very, very sick. So total of two weeks. And the first week, Becca was there every fucking day. My mom was also going to be there every day, every day. Mm-hmm. So she's seeing Becca taking care of me. And then Bridie comes home. And now it's Bridie and Becca and my mom, like all sort of through texts, like taking shifts to take care of me in the hospital. And I think that experience was was pretty pivotal for my mother to see and go, oh, I see what this is. Mm-hmm. And I remember specifically after that, like very soon after I got out of the hospital, my mom was like, um, was like, just, just so like, you know, Becca's coming for Christmas, right? Like, you know, Becca can come over for Thanksgiving dinner with the whole family. Like, it was like, she wanted really to, she made, wanted to make sure that Becca felt included in the family. That's adorable. Yeah, it was very, it was very sweet. And um, it, from that moment forward, it was like, it, it there was, there was not a, a hint of, well, what will the neighbors think kind of mm-hmm. thing, which, which that was kind of the deal before. It was like, oh, Jesus, what do I, what do I tell Ethel? You know, like, what do I fucking <laughs> tell my friends? Yeah. Uh, after that moment, it was like, no, this is, this is Becca, like Jeremy's girlfriend, you know? And, and they were a really... lot of, a lot of joking. They, they, <laughs> yeah, they yeah. made a lot of jokes. Like, yeah. just... well, you gotta, you gotta yeah. get it out of your system. Yeah. yeah. So it was, uh, yeah, my family's really, really awesome with it. And they, they love, yeah, they, they, they think it's, I think they think it's great. Turn me on. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsors. 
are the two people actually interacting with your child yeah and then suddenly you're not as worried and you're like oh okay it's like when you know people who have gay children of course at first yeah. they're like i'm sorry what you just broke my brain and then they're like oh i love this person yeah, yeah. and they're like i don't understand who's the man a month later they're like oh i love gary yeah, yeah. yeah. you know it's like i understand now yeah um I feel like we need to go to Halifax. Oh, dude! And for one of our trips, it's absolutely. Can yeah. we make that happen? We, we'll, yeah. we should do a live show with these guys. Yeah. Oh my god. Fuck yeah. yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Because I have so many. I want to really. I started then researching where you guys live, and I was like, "This is fascinating." Halifax is really fucking cool because it's like it is. It's a. It is a small city, but it doesn't feel like, like. Ugh. Like, you know, like claustrophobically small. Mm-hmm. Um, How many people? Uh, 350,000. So like a proper city. Like, put, like put, Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's a proper city. Um, but it's the proper city that like, it's in a small, it doesn't take up much space. And, you know, going for a short walk, you're, you're like, you're saying hello to like three people on that walk kind of thing, you know? But, but it also feels like a city. It doesn't feel, I don't know. I love it. But the, like, the, it's also got a really killer scene you know uh-huh. there's a lot of young people who are like very driven a lot of like creatives everybody's supporting everybody like it, it's 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 rad I, I it's honestly my favorite city period like it's wow like, it, honestly you're right hard strong endorsement I also do. we could do a little canada loop because mm-hmm. i sold t-shirts on the girls gone wild tour when i was 21 what and we went from incredible story vancouver island to we we wound up flying out of Toronto because we essentially got kicked out of the country, but we were supposed to go coast to coast and Sophia, you and I could complete the tour. <laughs> How the fuck did you get that job? What was like, what desperation? Led- yeah, I don't, right. Sure. No, I just moved a lot of sadness. I moved to LA when I was 21 and just was not really ready for, were you uh, like on the GGW bus? Yes. Mm-hmm. Dude, I've seen that bus. You might've been on that bus. They loved Canada yeah. because you guys, they were like these We'll fool them. Every small town will just get in there. We'll get these <laughs> girls to show their titties. It's on. Oh, my God, <laughs> dude. That's Holy so shit. funny. Did you know my one of my first jobs ever was working in a porn store? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it was the best. I loved it. Me and Holly had a uh, had a big chat about it. It was... Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah you guys got to talk connect. to Holly Randall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's great. She's awesome. Yeah, she's really rad. Yeah, we well, haven't even had her on our podcast. We got to get oh, the old Holly Randall on. Do it. Yeah, she's she's full of stories. Wanted to hear something that blew my fucking mind? Please. Fluffers never were a thing. Never Never existed. Never existed. Not a job. Wasn't no need for them. It's a gag, right? Essentially, it was like a joke. They're like it's what we call Viagra. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I thought I I was like, well, maybe not because I did question. I did ask like, are, are fluffers real? But when she said no, I went no. <laughs> You're so sad. No. You're like, but I've been working on becoming a fluffer I've my whole life. Trying to, yeah, I've been trying to pad my resume. You're like, gotta cross that off the old bucket Fuck. list. Yeah. So when you travel and like get source stories for your podcast, what what are your methods? Like, how do you dig in? Do you all to- methods are on the table, right? Yeah, we both do research, like just reading up on stuff, but then we also use our uh, personal friends and friends of friends, mm-hmm. and that's really been really cool. Um, to just go to other countries and only meet the person for the first time and be like, my friend in America says you're cool or whatever or ah. anywhere. So um, that's been really fun for us. What's been one, like one of the cultural differences or, or one of the things that like stand out the most that kind of blew your mind? This is kind of an interesting juxtaposition actually, but when we went to Helsinki, we were blown away by how feminist it is. Just it feels different to be over there. And it's so interesting over since we were there about a year ago now. And I've read so many articles in the New York Times, wherever. or Yeah, all these different places about the things that we experienced over there. But the feminism is so strong and it's because it's a fairly new country. Um, and... Sweden controlled it for a while. Russia controlled it 
for a while, but just in the last hundred years, they got independence. Where is Hel- Helsinki? Where does it Finland. sit? Finland. Finland. Okay, so okay. it's so it's right by Estonia. It's uh, Sweden is uh, to the west. Russia is to the east, and um, they got crushed. That whole region just got totally crushed in World War II. Ooh. And so women were so instrumental in keeping everything together. Yeah. And so that really is the foundation of feminism in that country. And then it was interesting for our next big international trip to be Mexico City because that's such a machismo-driven culture. Right. That it was so interesting to then... The vibe is totally different. We did an episode about masculinity when we were there. And we also got to talk to some really cool kind of gender bending artists and a a lesbian performance artist and yeah i mean i mean one thing we found to be funny that's like quick is in helsinki there's not a lot of pda and yeah. then you go to Mexico City and there's a ton. People just fucking on the streets. Well, just like it's not just young people who'll make out in front of you. Yeah, right. You know what yeah. I mean? People just like Sweet. It's really it, it's a just the culture is completely <laughs> opposite. In Helsinki, people like don't like small talk. It's very quiet anywhere you go, even in bars. Mm. It's like was so weird. We were always the two loudest people anywhere we went. And like granted we're pretty loud, but still it was <laughs> very silent. And then you go to Mexico City and it's music and just sounds and loudness On everywhere. On the street. What about the And the way that people hug is um like heart to heart. So mm. it's like this open hug where it's like left side to left side right if that makes sense yeah Yeah. and then the men kiss each other on the cheek and stuff and Mm. um i don't know it's just totally different i think some of that is weather related i know that seems stupid and small but just being from minnesota i was like oh these finnish people make sense to me it's I cold. get it as a Russian person you're too. Cl- you know, your speech is clipped. You're just trying to mm. keep your just hands to persevere. In your <laughs> yeah. Have you, have you guys been to Russia? Well, it's where I'm from, so right. I, I'm from Ukraine, but yeah, We're same g- thing. So I understand it's a cold weather. Yeah, right. we are gonna go. Yeah. That's on our list. Yeah, ma- Russia is interesting. It, it, I it was it was one of the weirdest places I've ever been, and I loved every second of it. Where'd you go? Uh, Moscow. Yeah, I didn't really get to see like anything outside of Moscow. But even just being in Moscow, I was like, "Whoa, this place is so different." But we had a game where it was it was um, uh, at the end of every day we would we would come together and tally and and show how how many how many Russians we made smile or laugh that day, and whoever had the most <laughs> whoever had the most would win. It's fucking challenging, man. Yeah, I was telling. I was trying to explain to people how weird it is when you first move to America and everyone's always smiling. You're like, yeah, 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 right. What the fuck? What a waste of energy. Everyone's smiling and strangers will smile at you yeah. and you're like, I don't know you. Everyone's yeah. like asking how you are. Yeah. It's just so confusing. That is because we are a melting pot. I read a great article about this, but mm-hmm. the reason that we smile so much is because that's the way that you're like, don't, there's nothing to fear over here. Right. Yeah, right, right. I'm safe. I'm safe. Yeah, yeah is but there that's anywhere? not common in my culture, and it's weird. Mm. Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. It's really alienating. That Eastern Bloc shit. Walk. Yeah, Did, wh- is there? I know you're going to Tokyo, which is which I'm I'm fucking excited for you because it's the one place that I I want to go more than anywhere mm-hmm. else in the world. Same. Um, is that the one place? Like, is there one place that sticks out where you're like, fuck? I, I gotta think for go. us, this is like a gold star place. We've yeah. been wanting to go to Tokyo. This was the bucket list place, and now, and you know, I think it's going to live up to the hype. And then now I really want us to hit every continent. So I would love to go to Antarctica. Mm. I mean, I really, really want us to go like in the next Mm -hmm. 18 months. So fingers crossed. What's one of the things that you're hoping to kind of dive into and dig into in in Japan? Um, So basically just everybody knows that there's like shame is an interesting thing in that culture. Mm -hmm. And it's both like makes for things to be really like under wraps and also for things to be a lot more like outrageously not under wraps. So I think it's going to be fun for us to go and see um, what that's like because it's really different from our culture and we want to go to host clubs and to hostess clubs and to see love hotels and to just check out 
you know all of the tell things them about the can. chocolates that's a good oh little. yeah so um we'll, we'll be there right before valentine's day and valentine's day in japan is apparently different and um it's women doing stuff for men and then one of the most hilarious and i think also brutal things that i read is that if for single men um like women will bring into the office just like chocolates for them and they're called sympathy chocolates oh no which i think is so sad and funny um but it's yeah shit like funny. that sympathy chocolates oh that's gosh. so crazy right yeah. i'm gonna start Thanks. doing that yeah. for the single man yeah. in my life yeah i know it's like you're sh- they're shading you as they're giving yeah, yeah, you yeah. candy they're like here you sack of shit yeah it's just such a <sighs> <sighs> yeah Thank yeah you. so funny yeah i'm what's, excited for you guys that's what, that's gonna be really fun what's the sexiest city you've been in Oh my god, or I think LA is the sexiest city. I don't know. Uh, I love Paris. We haven't gone to Paris together, but yeah, I, I love I don't know, Paris. Mexico City's pretty sexy. Have you been to Montreal? No, no, Montreal I really want to go. Montreal is sex. Just don't go now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait go till in the, the summer. go in the summer. Yeah. Actually, go in like a. Yeah, go in like early, early summer. Fall. Well, early we're going to do it on the tour when yeah. we come to see you guys. Hell so yeah. Idea. Hell that, yeah. That'll be part That's of so it. so awesome that we now know someone in Halifax. Yeah, you do. Yeah. yeah. And if you ever oh, go to Toronto, if you ever go to Toronto, let us know because we could hook you up with a bunch of really sexy people up there. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Montreal too. Yeah. Yeah, Montreal too. Yeah. Well, I mean, all of Canada. We own Canada. I'm, we're... we're we're the prime minister. Yeah, Harry. Harry <laughs> yeah, Harry and Meghan. Both of you are gonna have to one talk to Trudeau. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, this has been fucking great. This has been really fun. I'm I'm glad we we had a chance to meet and like connect. And also, uh, I knew I knew the question was gonna come up about whether or not we have sex. Mm. And how did you know? Because of that list, that fucking extensive had, list of yeah, questions you came feeling. with. No, that wasn't even on the Guess list. What I didn't write them down, but they were, they up, were up here up there. the whole time. That's mm. right. Uh, and I'm glad. I'm glad it came out in this conversation because mm-hmm. I think this is the the perfect time. You guys have honestly given us so much food for thought, or at least for me. Mm-hmm. And some of the things you've said about each other and about relationships is so beautiful and new also to me. Um, and you guys are a really fucking dope couple. Yeah, I think Sophie Ooh. and I are forever fascinated by polyamory because we're both intrigued Yet it's foreign and like we can't totally wrap our minds around it. So I love, yeah, I love when I know people that it's really working for and it Mm -hmm. seems like you're living your best lives and I'm just like, fuck yeah. Yeah. I think the big thing that like I feel like I want people to know is that you, you can forge the relationship that you want. Like, like that is fully within your power. Um, the only thing that makes it challenging is that you can't do it alone. Like you need, you need your partner to do it with you. It's a team, it's a team effort. And when you have a really good, well-trained team, then that gold medal (laughs) is yours. Like you are, you're, you're definitely going to get it year after year. So it's, that is, it's, it is an option. Like it is an option and you can, you can do it. Just, read all the standard books and yeah and like that shit that shit honestly does help like ex- mm-hmm. ex- expanding your mind expanding your vocabulary just increasing your exposure to it yeah yeah it's like a big yeah that is a big part of it and mm-hmm. and again if, if you're coming from a place like where we came from where that is not a part of your community that is not a part of your you know you don't have friends that that engage in that sort of relationship like the book the resources are out there like you can you can learn so much where would you and you, you can were, listen to this podcast you can listen fuck, to this podcast right. yeah you guys this podcast is incredible turn me on for our listeners make sure you check it out and what's a book for for poly curious people if you were like oh i would start here what would you say it depends on what you're looking for like we started with uh sex at dawn which is really just like an anthropological book Mm -hmm. about like the history of monogamy which just puts a lot of things in perspective and like sets a good foundation for being like oh okay this is um maybe not as like uh uh, um what's the word you use a lot today uh innate Maybe this is not like an innate desire to couple up for with one person forever. Did I use that word a lot I, today? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. It's, it's been a long day. And, and then, and then, but then, like more than two is like a manual for 
polyamory, I guess. Fascinating. Um, more than two. More than two is yeah. It's it's Noted. like it's a it's a oh. beefy book. It's it's thick, and it, it is like an encyclopedia. Like it's it's a reference book. It's not a it's not your book that you like sit down and go. I'm gonna read this from like start to finish. It's like. It's like I'm a little Bible that you, like, yeah. what passage I say, should read I read passage today? Yeah. 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 Oh, but The Ethical Slut, I think, was the, sec- the, the next one that we read. I tried yeah. reading that, and yeah. I didn't like it. You know what? It's Stuff a voice real. thing for me. Like, mm. her, I was like, it, it's just a bit um, aloof, maybe, in a way that I was like, I don't, this is too bubblegum for me. But yeah. 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 But it was helpful. Um, tell our listeners how people can... Uh, can can see what you're up to yeah we are private parts unknown you can check us out at privatepartsunknown.com or wherever you get podcasts and <coughs> excuse me to the turn me on listeners uh this is not the last time you're gonna hear from us we're definitely no. gonna make this mm-hmm. canada trip happen so yeah where can people find you coax i'm at courtney kosak k-o-c-a-k instagram on. and twitter yes and I am uh, at the Sophia, T H E S O F I Y A, on Instagram and Twitter. Holler at us. What are you guys' handles? At Bridie McLean, B R Y D E M A C L E A N. And at Jeremy Saunders, J E R E M I E S A U N D E R S. And at Turn Me On Podcast. And at Turn Me On Podcast, yeah. That's it. Amazing. You guys. Thank you. Great. Foursome. You did it. Yeah, that was, yeah, my first. (laughs) first Uh, Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot. When we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and three hundred and sixty-five day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.